Welcome to the Everything Apartments podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christopher. I'm a president of WSC Realty Advisors here in Long Beach, California, where I've been an apartment broker, owner, and property manager for the last 15 years. This podcast covers all aspects of multifamily investments from buying and financing properties. We also cover day-to-day operations and management, which is where we'll be today. And then we also cover reinvestment strategies to increase your net worth. We have a great show with a great guest today, so let's get right into it. The property management continuum is one of the most important parts of owning apartments. Obviously, that job starts for you the minute escrow closes. And I know a lot of you out there are what we call owner managers. Some hire an outside individual or a firm. But in today's society, or at least in the business we're in, there's more pitfalls than there have ever been before, and, and they seem to be changing and expanding as we go. We've all seen the government is sticking their nose into our business deeper and deeper each day. I saw a great quote from our guest today. Property management in general has not changed much in the last 25 years, but the laws change every time the wind blows. And there's nothing closer to the truth than that right now. Uh, we, you know, In the last uh, year and a half, we've seen more of that than ever, and it's you know, a little rugged as far as what our future looks like. Uh, tenants have sort of an increased level of entitlement around these changes. Uh, but on the on the good side, th- there are some new tools to help you in, the, in doing the job better. If you own a property and you self-manage, or even if you have an outside manager, it still behoove us all to stay up as much as we can on the changes, the best way to handle challenges moving forward. Today, we have with us Patty LeBaron, aka Patty Widget, who's a property manager consultant. I mean, she's traveled the whole uh, highway with uh, real estate. We'll get to in a second. Her firm is called Widgets Way. Great website, which will be in the show notes for you as well. Patty's a 25-year-plus veteran and property manager of, of, of different types. Uh, worked at a law firm that specializes in evictions. That's a lot of uh, great information. She does training across the state and is a frequent guest for many of the apartment association talks online and in person and and has spoken at UCLA in their real estate classes. Today, we'll explore some of the new challenges in management and the best way to move ahead. Patty, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Why, thank you so much. Okay, so as I alluded to before we got started, uh, your nickname is intriguing to me. Tell me how that particular name happened and why it happened. I know that I look much taller on webinars than I do in person, but I'm actually four foot eight. <laughs> okay. Um, my parents were very short, five one and five two. And when I was born, the doctor turned to my dad and he said, You'll be lucky if she makes it to five feet tall. So my dad giggled and he chuckled. And at the time, Gidget was very popular, which is an old surfing TV show with Sally Field. And she was the girl midget. So they called her Gidget. And my dad said, one day you're going to grow up and become a woman. So you're a widget, not a Gidget. (laughs) So it just kind of (laughs) stuck. That's pretty funny. I'm Aunt Widget. I'm Grandma Widget. You name it. It's it's just how my family recognizes me. And then when I lost my dad, I really missed that because nobody called me that anymore. So when I decided to open my own consulting firm, I decided I'd utilize my nickname just to give me that sense of comfort that I'm missing so desperately. <laughs> no, that, that's a really great story. I, I love the connection and uh, the mystery is now solved for me after <laughs> a couple of years. Uh, you've had a really interesting matriculation in the 
real estate industry, around management, sales, et cetera, to where you are now from, as I mentioned, starting in vacation rentals, doing sales, <laughs> Who corporate property management, uh, <laughs> legal side. So tell me about Widgets Way. For, if I read the website correctly, did you launch that officially in 2019? Yes, I did right before the pandemic hit. <laughs> okay. So from what I saw on you, you, I mean, you've got some really interesting, diverse travels. And then it, it, it sort of culminated with, hey, I really like helping people, the training side, helping owners and other managers succeed. When you devised the Widgets Way, like how did you come upon doing that as your whole gig? Just maybe well, part of that the story for us. Part of that stemmed from working at the legal firm because you take general questions on the phones and they're general knowledge questions. And I realized in that moment when attorneys would come and ask me, hey, what's a better business practice for this? That's when I realized, hey, attorneys don't know how to run your business. They know how to run a courtroom. Nobody is teaching us what we need to know and the tools that we need to be successful in our investment properties. Our attorneys are there to keep us out of legal trouble, right? But they can't always give us a better business practice because they have no skin in the game. Their area of expertise is in a courtroom. It's with the law. It's not with how we run our day-to-day operations. That's where I come in. As a regional manager for so long, I'm more than willing to help spread the love. What I'd like to do and what my ideal goal is, is to take the mom and pop and bring them up to a level that's socially acceptable to keep all this rent control and all these ever-changing laws from changing so often. We have to get rid of that mentality of they didn't pay the rent, go take off the door, and really work through this to bring ourselves up to a level of society that makes us acceptable instead of they're the landlord, you know? We We don't need that. We need to be held accountable for our actions and we need to be seen in the business professionalism that we are. Well, you bring up a great point as we were visiting earlier, diverse industry. Obviously we have institutional and corporate level owners and managers. That's easy to see. I teach them too. (laughs) Teach them too. Then at the grassroots level, we we always are going to have a huge mom and pop contingent and we're facing recent challenges that we've never seen before from the federal government all the way down to the local overlapping each other. Municipalities. Yeah. <laughs> no, no idea what the, the, the road ahead really looks like. And, and it's great that you're, you're helping, let's say the, the, the mom and pop side along with the corporate, but the, the mom and pop side probably need it more. Okay. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, where do they get their education? Who do they go ask when they have a question? Your attorney can't always answer your question for you. And if you pay attention, they dance around the question quite a bit and give you a, a left field answer sometimes. And it's because they don't know. They don't own investment property specifically. And maybe they don't have a better business practice for you. By working in corporate America as a regional manager, not only am I accustomed to managing people is why I'm able to do this, is I can help you understand why corporate America isn't having the struggles that us independent owners are currently having. Because they're professional managers. They don't have skin in the game. They're able to distance themselves from the asset. 
So it puts it in a different playing field. I feel you. I know I have investment property and I've had tenants that have been suffering from COVID. I am feeling the full effects of this pandemic, unfortunately. As of late, I, I've got a few items that that have been on my radar for a while. Obviously, it started back when I mentioned uh, Prop 10 was defeated, but then our state government just decided to, to, to slam rent control through with AB 1482. Okay, so there's that. That was enough to deal with before the COVID thing occurred. And then here came AB 3088. Welcome to COVID. <laughs> there you have it. Fast forward to now. Uh, <laughs> A few of us, I'm sure, out in the world were, were licking their chops that the eviction moratorium was supposed to end a month ago, uh, June 30th, ABA 32. Here we are in September. Give me your gut feel. Does that actually end in September or are we going into January? I feel that it's going to end. My personal opinion is the only reason that it was extended this last 90 days is to give the tenants the heads up and prepare them for what's about to happen. Do you know why they made homelessness a protected class two weeks prior to the law changing? Because they also understand that in the next six months, if things keep going the way they are, us as landlords are going to go straight for the jugular and half of the state of California will be homeless. ABA 32 did one other thing that maybe some owners don't know. I was one of the lucky ones that actually got some rent relief, uh, 80% nice. of my back rent, but- a lot of my clients, and maybe you've heard the same thing, that that the caveat was that the tenant had to be under the 80% of the area income line. And if they were above that, then there was no relief. The other thing is now with 832, I got an email from the rent relief people saying, oh, hey, guys, uh, we're going to hand you your other 20% because we extended you. So I, I guess we'll take it, but the rent, so the current rent's still not getting paid by this one tenant. And I'm going to do what you mentioned before, cash for keys. Reapply for the funds. If they're not paying you currently, then reapply for the funds going forward to the end of the pandemic period if they have no intention on paying. Notify your tenant that you have applied. Actually give them your application number and inform them that AB 832 now states that they have 20 days to apply. And if they fail to apply within 20 days, you can evict them on day 21. That's so all part of 832. Okay, so let, let's just travel the, the path of least resistance because you, I've heard you preaching the, the cash for keys disposition. It feels horrible to have to do it, right? Because they've got a balance that they owe you. And now you're going to stroke a check to them for some more money and basically forgive that debt. But it doesn't take long to, to run the numbers and say, okay, are they going to be six more months? Is it going to be four months? And then how long is it going to take me to get a court date? For non-payment, your courts are open right now. If you serve a 15-day notice to pay rent or quit and your tenant does not turn in the declaration within the 15 days or pay you within the 15 days, you can start the eviction now. Here's me really talking to you though, okay? Apply for the money, hands down. They've done studies saying that 49% of all tenants are manipulating and abusing the system. And by them not willing to apply is going to help take out 
the problem for you. So what we're seeing now that it's becoming towards the end of this and it's not going to be extended and the federal moratorium's now gone, now we only have the state law to rely on. And when that's gone, guess what? Then we only have the municipalities. So I'm sorry to say, City of Los Angeles, you're in this for a year. County of Los Angeles, you have an additional six months. And so do you, County of San Diego. Okay. So believe it or not, the safest time at this point for you to serve a rent increase or terminate tenancy without cause most likely will be April Fool's Day of 2022. But let's go back to the court cases. Let's talk about this really quick. If you have a case filed right now in LA, in any court in California, let's start there. 95% of all cases are being contested. So just face it, if you our brains for the last 30 years have been telling us, we'll just put them in legal. We'll just do an eviction. Well, here's what you need to know. It could take up to 60 days before the courts even approve your eviction and give you a case number so you can go serve the tenant with a lawsuit. The courts are inundated. Okay, so if that takes 60 days just to get your case number, once they get a case number and they go file an answer and request trial by jury, some jury trials are being set for July of 2022. Your court case is going to be set a year out. That's a year of you not getting rent and bleeding money to your legal counsel. That's expensive. So what's a year's worth of rent and five grand to your attorney? Think mm-hmm. about the cash for keys offers. Please take note. If you are in the city of Los Angeles, they have in their moratorium, you cannot do cash for keys. Not an attorney, not the landlord, not your real estate broker, and not a sales agent. So in the city of Los Angeles, you are forced to utilize the legal system. You cannot use the cash for keys option. It's in their moratorium for the city of Los Angeles. Ouch. Everywhere else, I'd highly recommend it. Think about it. Look at it this way. If you give them enough money, they're going to go. They will find a place. I I went to her. I I went to this gal six months ago with a number because whether or not they know when this eviction moratorium would officially end, we know that our our time to the fulfillment or solutions way beyond that. But I, I threw a number at her back in February. She didn't bite. We did it again. And it was easy to run the numbers based on just a, a, a fraction of what you're talking about, a year plus attorney's fees. Giving her a big chunk of money is the, the best thing we can hope to have happen on August 31st. Fingers and toes crossed. The reality is, and people need to understand that cash for keys is not an agreement it's an exchange. You don't give them a dime until they're standing there handing you the keys and the unit is vacant. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is a trade. They're going to immediately tell you, I need $5,000 of that up front so I can find a place to go. It's not how it works because if you give them $5,000 and they don't leave, your recourse is to sue them in small claims court. No, you'd never, you'd never hand them the money before you get and, the, and, the possession. And let's face it, for those of us that are waiting for November 1st so we can sue in small claims court, the courts are going to be inundated. Don't run there with the masses on November 1st. I'd wait till December or even January. You have, I think it's four years 
that you can go sue in small claims court for the COVID rents for the uncapped amount. So don't run right down there with the masses. You're going to get lost in the system. Also, I've heard that if you apply for the government assistance, even though your tenants vacated, they're still paying landlords. I read an article in Globe Street or something that said that about 20% of those funds for California have actually been distributed. Yes. And now they're starting to distribute those funds. We're seeing a lot more of those checks coming through. HDICLA is out of money. The funds that were allocated from them have been spent, but places like Orange County and San Diego have barely touched their reserves. So hopefully they will redistribute at some point and take from those areas that weren't heavily hit and give to the areas that were heavily heavily hit. Um, A lot of landlords don't understand that in the event you have to go through eviction court, you're going to have to prove that you applied for those funds. If that tenant was denied, you need to screenshot that. If there's no more funds available, you need to screenshot that. You're going to need that for your court case later. Trust me. So to evict for non-payment, you have to prove as a landlord that you applied for those funds and they weren't available or you were denied or your tenant was denied. You have to prove that you tried before you can even evict. And and that also includes if the, because I, I have heard stories too, where, okay, this tenant would qualify they decided they didn't want to cooperate. I've had a few of those. If they don't cooperate, then on day 21, you can start the eviction as long as you've notified them in writing and given them an application number. I've heard you mention LA City a couple times. I call it the devil's cauldron. Who the heck would want to own in LA City? I've never thought of any reason that I'd want to do that. It's no different than owning in New York City. There's too much. There's already too much in Long Beach. And I hear the stories up there. I'm going, geez, how does anybody want to hang out up there? But getting back to the point. So so there is a process to get the the relief and 100% of it, even if they're now kind of falling back again because the cutoff on the one that I remember it was like May or June. Correct. You can collect rents um, all the way through September 30th through the government. I mean, I'm just like you. I'm, I own here just like you do. And we're, we're all just looking for that light at the end of the tunnel, which we're hoping it's coming, to folks. September 30th. It's and coming. Um, October 1st, your rents due as scheduled. Right in our crosshairs is just operating these buildings in a way that works for everybody. We're kind of a passenger on this this train. I mean, exactly. We're along, love, for, we're along yeah. for the ride. And I'm going to say this for you as simply as I can, and hopefully it'll bring it all full circle. But we're outnumbered. We're the minority. Mm-hmm. We are 78% tenant occupied in the state of California. 78%. They're three quarters of the vote. Oh no, absolutely. And I, I touched on this with Mike. It's it's they're also funded. They're the majority. They're they're pretty organized. They 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 make a lot of noise at the times when it when it matters. And and from what I've gathered over my 15 years in the business is is apartment owners, uh, uh, quite a few of them, a big share of them have sort of been laissez-faire about it. They're gonna collect their rents, everything will be fine in the end, but that's changed. And, and oh, what yeah. I was kind of preaching at the end of that episode was we got to get off our butts and, and, and act together in a way that we never have before, never had to have before. Right. Right. So I appreciate you being here. Let's leave it there for now. What I'm going to do is in the show notes, I'm going to put uh, Patty's contact information, at least her website, where I believe you can 
email her. Uh, wonderful resource. As I as I really get excited interviewing guests, is I get to learn a lot in the process. And each time I've heard you speak in the webinars that I've seen you on, I'm I'm just feeling like it's a very good investment of your time. So I encourage anyone listening to this, go to Patty's website, sign up for inner email list. And, and you will get very strong nuggets of information if you're a self-manager or if you're a guy like me who, who does management. But always, 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 we can we can gain a little nugget of knowledge every week or two that, A, it might push you forward or, or B, it may save you time, effort and money. So, Patty, thank you so much for being here today. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. And remember, you guys, the laws change all the time. Stay in the know. Get with your apartment association. Get involved with somebody that's going to help guide you um, through this process. I think one of the biggest concerns that we have as landlords is who do we ask? A lot of times we don't know who to ask. Ask me. (laughs) Um, If I can't help you, I'll point you in the direction that can help you. Um, I'd rather answer a hundred questions than deal with one dumb mistake that somebody made just because they didn't know any better. So with that being said, please reach out to me. I'm here to help you. Folks, you got an excellent resource here. Again, her website will be in the show notes and she likes doing what she's doing and she likes helping owners and managers. And uh, that's something we can all appreciate. So again, thanks for listening to the Everything Apartments podcast. We'll be in with a new episode very soon. I'm your host, Eric Christopher. Have a wonderful day. Thanks.